What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cabbage Cart Podcast, your source for all things Avatar. That includes Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, the graphic novels, and books. Fair warning, this podcast will contain spoilers for all Avatar content. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the cart, we have two guests sitting in, longtime supporters of the podcast, even longer supporters of Avatar. Here at the Cabbage Cart, we love being able to communicate with the Avatar fan base, and that's what we're doing today. I'm your host, Ricky. I'm Austin. And this is the Cabbage Cart Podcast. Austin, do you feel like there's a hole in your heart missing today? You know what? Something's missing. There's something missing. And you know what? It's because Ian's not here. Here at the Cabbage Card Podcast, we actually have uh, full benefits, paid time off, 401k, you know, all that good stuff. And uh, Ian is using that right now for a full expenses paid vacation to uh, Hawaii, right? Well, due to budgetary uh, limitations, he's actually out in Albuquerque right now. Albuquerque. <laughs> he couldn't make it to Hawaii? No, not no, quite. so Albuquerque. Albuquerque. All and, right. and he had to drive there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so remember to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast so we can send Ian to Hawaii, please. <laughs> For Ian's sake. For Ian's sake. Um, but it's okay. We have a couple guest spots here open for today's show. We're planning a really fun episode. It should be a great time. Uh, but first, let's get into some Avatar news. What's new in Avatar? Dude, Clark? the Kyoshi Steelbooks are coming out, and honestly, we already have we have multiple copies of the Kyoshi yeah. books because we read them, and I'm, we all needed to have a copy. I'm most definitely going to be buying these steel yeah. these steel books. We're definitely we don't have images yet available for them, so I don't know what we should be looking forward to. But every time Avatar and Steelbook like are connected, they always have some amazing artwork and stuff like that. Yeah, I imagine it's going to have. It'll probably include more artwork in the book, like at at the end of Shadows, how it had all the the character drawn out mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I imagine we'll be seeing stuff like that in the Steel Books uh, on top of awesome. It's kind of like getting the holographic the card, you yeah. know? Like that's what the Steel Books yeah, yeah, are. Yeah, it's yeah. like you can have a Charizard, but if you got the holographic Charizard, like that's a whole nother. As level. a matter of fact, if you don't have the holographic Charizard, you ain't shit. Well, but we know somebody who has one, and he can sell one to you. That's right. It's Ian at Triforce AZ. <laughs> what up? Follow Triforce AZ on Instagram. Nice segue. I do want to – there's something that bothered me about this article, though. It's talking about um, Avatar Kiyoshi, and it says – by the way, this is through um, Abrams Books, and pre-orders are available. It's uh, $38, so it's not bad. That's, what, $19 a book? So – that's the same price it's as like the books. It's like $5 more than the books. Barely. I think yeah. I think Rise is like $17 right now. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So like you might as well pick these up when they drop. And they drop on uh, October 19th, 2021. So it's not through Dark Horse then. You said it's through No, Rise no, no. It's, it's, it's a publisher, you know. Okay. Uh, so it says, The longest living avatar in this beloved world's history, Kiyoshi established the brave and respected Kiyoshi Warriors. Kiyoshi Warriors, <laughs> but, also, <laughs> but also founded the secretive Dai Li, which led to the cr- corruption, decline, and fall of her own nation. Okay. None of that happens <laughs> in the Kiyoshi novels. None of that. They don't, like, what are, you, what are you setting up? Like, you know what I'm saying? They just bring that shit in, and, and none of that even happens. The most we see is, like, 17-year-old Kiyoshi. You know, yeah. and this is before the daily, before anything like that. So I don't, I don't know why they threw that in there. That is kind of strange, but um, 
what I'm hoping for is that we'll get more Kyoshi books that do get into that story. Because mm. we, got, we got 200 years of Kyoshi. Yeah, we got the, the Avatar verse coming yeah. out. So even though they're not included in the Steelbooks, though, to your point, right? Right, like, right. Why the would Kyoshi they put that in the description for the Steelbooks? Stupid. 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 I guess the first Kyoshi warrior was like Ranji, right? Her first like follower. Oh, I would love to see how that played out. Like, well, she does wear like the the battle makeup. Well, you know? well, that's that's a that's a uh, that's a di- not a daily Dalphi. Um, that's a Dalphi thing. Yeah, I know. But as we know, Kyoshi's makeup is a Dalphi thing. Yeah. Oh god, she's so gangster. You should have brought up how gangster she was last episode when you were trying to debate for Kyoshi. <laughs> I feel like uh, that's anecdotal and not re- very, you know, uh, uh, grounded in fact. So what we never ground anything in fact here. Well, that's, that's true too. <laughs> You're right. You're right about that. Well, that's it for Avatar news. How about we uh, bring in our first guest? All right, let's do it. <laughs> All right, welcome to the show, Josh. How's it going? Doing well. Happy to be here. Long time listener. So I want to preface this real quick. So Josh is actually my cousin, and he's been listening and very supportive of the podcast since its inception, and then all of the subsequent you know stuff to follow that, including all of the episodes. I think you're finishing up the Kyoshi series right now, uh, right? Like you, you just finished up. Uh, uh, yeah, one. I'm on like episode seven, so I think it's a couple after. Because I, yeah. I listened to the the holiday like bonus episode. Mm. Oh, so you're jumping one. around just a yeah. little bit, yeah. Wow, if you made it through all six uh, Kiyoshi episodes, you must be a real fan. <laughs> <laughs> Those ones were pretty rough. He's keeping the analytics afloat. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I was working while listening, so yeah. Yeah, he wasn't just sitting in a dark, cold room listening yeah, to us. Yeah, so. that's normally how I listen to yeah. the podcast. Right, so. of course. Just alone. <laughs> that, that may have made the experience a little different. <laughs> but you actually hadn't read any of the Kyoshi novels yet. No. So, so this is all new stuff to yeah. it, huh? Yeah. Did you even know that there was Kyoshi novels before you got into the episodes? Um, I knew there were novels, but I hadn't ever thought about reading them or anything. So what's your takeaway from Kyoshi that you've heard it from our perspective? Um, you know, and no other. Well, I kind of have to agree with Ricky that Kyoshi is kind of a gangster, so. Yeah. <laughs> He's super gangster, yeah, dude. Yeah, Ying Chen is not here. I am. Did you uh, Did you watch Avatar back in the day when it was first out? Uh, yeah, I watched it when it very first came out, but it was kind of one of those things where I didn't, like, go hard into it. I just watched it when it was on. Yeah. But then later on, probably when I was, like, about nineteen twenty, that's when I watched all of the. And now the you're Avatar now stuff. you're getting into the Korra recently, the Korra right? Stuff, yeah, yeah, and you got some thoughts on that. that How I deep are you into Korra? Uh, I'm almost done with the third season. I have like a couple more episodes. So, do you know if you listen to the podcast, have we spoiled season three for you, or like, he hasn't do you even know... gotten that far yet? Yeah, I so I you don't know the, the ending. Uh-uh. Yeah, okay, uh-uh. I have no idea what happens. All right, this, will be, okay. <laughs> this is going to be rough to not spoil it. <laughs> We're the kings of spoiling things. Here Hon- on the honestly, card. if you want to spoil it, it's fine. I'm going to watch it either way. That's I like that attitude. There you go. Yeah, there so, it is. So, how far are you into it? How many episodes? Um, I think like ten episodes into it. Well, I think you're more than that. He's got like one or two. The big death that you were talking about yeah, that you I haven't seen, seen yet is about to happen. Okay, a- but you've seen the savage death of the Earth Queen, right? Uh yes yeah yeah okay so there's two savage deaths in the in okay three. I okay so maybe you're further than I thought then I thought that uh, no. I consider the Earth Queen's death the most savage death in all of Avatar 
Aside it's, from the Kyoshi stuff, because that's on a whole other level of savagery. To be suffocated with a ball of air around your head that you probably, if we want to think about this realistically, couldn't even see. Yeah. You just can't breathe all of a sudden. That's some like force choking shit. Yeah, I know. That's savage, dude. Savage. What if that's what force choking really is? Mm. Nah, it's definitely crushing a windpipe. Okay. He yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's got the hand. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're it's definitely right. Okay. Crushing of okay. a windpipe. Whatever. Take an L on that one. But <laughs> we're not doing L's. We're not tracking L's this episode. <laughs> oh, it's easy for the guy that took the most L's last episode to Fuck say. Fuck off. <laughs> but yeah, as uh, as controversial as it is, I do think that I'm enjoying Legend of Korra more than. The original episode. Last Airbender? Yeah. Mm, that rustles my jimmies. <laughs> I forgot all about that term. <laughs> <laughs> rustles my jimmies. That's a good one. Uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I grew up with Avatar, The Last Airbender. Um, so I'm, I've always been more biased towards it. But, you know, now I'm getting to that point, too, where I'm starting to prefer Korra over The Last Airbender. It's just, I just love Korra. It's... It's older. It's you know. It's it's supposed to attract a uh, the, Jesus, the, the older audience. <laughs> Fuck the the uh, animation and the bending style in it is way better. Like yeah. we were watching the episode yesterday where yeah, Cora's going to stop and rewind just to watch it again because there's where where Cora's uh, she's she's bringing down the vines from the building and then they shoot back up and start taking down oh, yeah. the building and she like glides down from the roof with the kid in her hand and then throws him and like stops the building from collapsing yeah. it's like it's a superhero movie right or like a superhero scene is what it was you know like that's something that instead of bending the building up like superman would have just caught the building like that's right. how that's what it is and so that is much better on cora from my opinion but i'm curious to know why you think cora is better than avatar so we were talking about it a little bit yesterday and to me the best way i can the best example is it's just like the Star Wars movies. Like with episode one, two, and three, the lightsaber battles and everything are so much better than four, five, and six. But you, there's things that you like from both of them. But overall, like even with that, once again, controversial, I lean towards episode one, two, and three. So I think it has like the same saying. type of factors with Avatar is the action scenes and everything in Korra. I like a lot more, but the storyline and everything... That's, okay. I agree that's with that a good, 100%. That's a good, that's a really yeah. good way of putting that. I agree with that 100% too. Yeah. It's just yeah. What, what are your priorities for the show? Like if you like the action yeah. stuff, Core is definitely better. If you like the story, it's going to be the yeah. last Airbender. But that's yeah. not even really fair to say, I feel like. I'm kind of going back on myself on this because it's like the Juan in the season two, oh, the yeah. Juan season story. Season two is incredible with Juan. Yeah. yeah. We just have dropped the episode last week about why season two doesn't suck. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, is Korra... Maybe better than Avatar. I think, better see I think that, so. I think definitely. I mean, this is obvious, right? Character development in Avatar: The Last Airbender is way. It's on another level. That's some right. of the best character development in all of anything. Right. But yeah. but Korra's got some elements to it that just are crazy. The artwork, the yeah. fighting style, like the bending, the villains, the villains. Well, and with uh, Legend of Korra, because of season two, you get a little bit of like the new age plus the older stuff through the whole airbender universe so you get both of those in Korra, where you don't necessarily get that in the last airbender it's definitely true it's really just it's really just specific to ang's problem yeah yeah whereas this is like a whole cultural it takes you back to Wan. you get to see yeah. everything that happened with the spirit world 
So mm. I don't know, dude. You're you're convincing me, dude. Legend What's Korra, going on right now? It has now? a lot of elements. We didn't talk about this specifically because I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> so I wanted it all to be fresh. Legend of Korra has a lot of different elements, more than just four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can consider spirit bending another form. Well, well we talked there, about this. That's more like water bending. Like subforms of of bending yeah. have always existed. So you have the spirit bending. You have like spirit projection. You have whitening. You have metal bending. They're all sub. Well, we kind of we kind of agreed bending. that uh, water bending, uh, spirit bending, is just healing of a spirit. It's right. Like, it's not necessarily a spirit bending, but either way, it's an application of of a bending ability right. that's like. Unique and can only be done with, like, with by waterbend by yeah by waterbenders. Huh. Interesting. Although I would be curious to see if Genora is able to do something like that. Well, I was just about to say that's another thing I wanted to wanted to talk about with you guys is like Tenzing's kids. I feel like those are very underrated characters in the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> I just argued last week <laughs> that Janora's just OP as shit. I love her. I love Janora. Huge Janora family. Even, even his son. Like, his yeah, son's Milo. a badass. Yeah. Hashtag fuck Milo. I love I Milo, Milo, dude. Dude, dude I love Milo, too. I, like, <laughs> no, I hate Milo. Dude, he's uh, just a... Cock hard little kid just ready to fuck Dude, I up. know. He's like, let's go like, yeah. at any time. <laughs> yeah. I love that dude. When they do get into it, he's like the first one jumping in there. You like, know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of like the Lost Boys from uh from uh from Hook. Yeah. You yeah. know, like he's just one of those, like just ready to throw down and scrap and he's a little wild and off the cuff kind of you know. Yeah, bangerang Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> get with it. <laughs> if he lets out a crow, <laughs> like, oh, it's over. It's over. If I see one more fart bending <laughs> <laughs> there's not even that much fart there's bending. Like, there's like even... one per season, so don't even go there. Dude, even if there is, how are you going to hate on fart bending? Like? You're telling me such, you're a, telling me it's you... such a dumb gag. You're telling me you wouldn't fart bend? You're seven years old and you wouldn't fart yeah, bend? Yeah, you wouldn't fart bend? That wouldn't be a thing? No. I'm almost 30 on fart bend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would fart bend tomorrow. <laughs> well, yeah, the harmonic I... convergence hits... He's fart bending. All right? That's what he's doing. I would fart bend a fart right into your face for disagreeing with us. I fucking hate you guys. This is why I hate Milo. Fuck these fucking degraded down to fart jokes. That's where we're at now. Okay, great. Fuck Milo. Hashtag. I don't know, dude. Like you know what? I think I, actually, I think Iki is the most under. Like she didn't get enough screen time. Iki's the only one. Janora got the most, um, and I think Janora is awesome. I think she's. I mean, the youngest airbending master, um, she she just turned into, like, an awesome character. Kind of boring, though. Dude, so I realized at the end of season two, with everything that happened with Janora, I realized, I thought to myself, I was like, has this whole season been about Janora? Because I started thinking back about it, and it shows her story through the spirit world and everything, too. That's right. true. And then right. you see just how badass she is right. at the end of the season. It's like, season oh, two shit. is, a, yeah, she you're right. down like an angel. Yeah, yeah. Fight the kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> So that makes me wonder, though, who is your – do you have a favorite character it, it just between anything? Uh, are we talking Airbender or Legend of Just anything, anything. Anything? Mm-hmm. Toph is my favorite. Nice, dude. Uh, See, you're uh, – I'm two for two. You're like, Korra's better, Toph's the best. Boom. Dude, that's what I like about Korra, too, is because you get to see Toph's, like, daughters and everything. And it kind of tells more of her story, and also. how bad of a mother she was because they're so yeah. dysfunctional as a family. Yeah. Well, yeah, but would you ever? <laughs> would you ever just top Listen. strike you as a good mother? <laughs> yeah. 
like, she's blind and fuck shit up. Like, yeah, I don't think that's mother material. Basically. Yeah, that's true. She's like if the daredevil became a dad one <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, doesn't yeah. really work that no, well. No, it won't work out that well. Her so. kids are awesome though. Yeah, Suyin and Lin. Oh, dude, so cool. The metal bending in that is just off the charts. Awesome. Is yeah, Zalfu's in season three, right? Yeah, they yes. go, that's when yeah. they first go yeah. to Zalfu. Yeah. And, yeah. And, so you've seen the fight between Suyin, Beifong, and Lin, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Toph's your favorite. Let's go back to that real quick. What makes Toph your favorite, though? Well, I I think the fact that Toph is blind, like, to me, like, makes her more OP than anyone else. Yeah. She's doing the same shit at just a masterful level, but she can't even see. She's, yeah. So she's having to use other senses. But I think I think her seismic sense is what makes made her so strong she developed a new she well she developed learned from the bending yeah in a, in a new form that made her stronger than any of her opponents yeah she understood it on a molecular level basically well, yeah ultimately everything you just said confirms why i think she's yeah. my favorite <laughs> you're right yeah and it's like uh like how zuko and ang went and they understood firebending after going to the the, the masters right like like Toph got that when she was a, like a kid, yeah, like a yeah. little kid, you yeah. know. So she's like not only learned it, what bending is in its truest ability as far as earth bending, but she's actually had time to develop that. It's kind of similar to like a Bolin, how he has to pick up metal bending, lava, magma, lava bending, or lava bending. Yeah, yeah, but he's just able to pick it up. Like Toph was very similar, like that. Like she's just gifting. Same with like Bolin is actually like OP as fuck. Also, oh, Bolin is super bad. Yes. Yeah. Well, Bol. The thing with Bolin versus like Bolin could never metal bend though. I want to see Toph lava bend so bad because I don't think it's I don't I don't think it's out of her scope. No, I mean Toph's metal bending academy. Like I think they were alluding to that. Yeah, because she trains. Uh, so in this book right here, Toph's metal bending academy, she meets. She she has a metal bending school, a uh, post hundred year war, uh, where she's training new metal benders, and she runs into a lava bender uh, at like an underground fighting arena thing. So she takes him in to her metal bending school to train him. And that's where the story ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what Austin was telling me in that book. Like, it's not even about the metal bending. No, academy. no, it's not. It's not. Uh, yeah, we, you you should read it though. I mean, I want to. I'm curious what you might have think about it. If being. you'd like to know more about Top's Metal Bending Academy, we have a whole episode on it. Yep, I don't know which one it is though, yeah. so you're gonna have to look for it. <laughs> uh, but so that that does bring up the question: You think Top can lava bend? I think that we are going to be seeing that in future. Even though we can. don't, we never see that in Korra. Yeah, well, we never see her do really anything in Korra. Like, yeah, like, it just shows flashbacks during Korra, doesn't? It? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, we can't spoil too much for you. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I have that to look forward to. Then. It's nothing crazy. No, nah, it's nothing crazy. But Clark gets a real hard on for the swamp, okay? Every time it comes up. <laughs> oh, the tree. <laughs> and guess what? There's one in the spirit world, too. Oh, the tree. <laughs> the trees, man. <laughs> uh, who's your favorite character from uh, Korra? Probably my favorite character from Korra is Bolin. Bolin? Why is that? Uh, honestly, I just like the character development. He thinks he's, he's always... cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he likes some guns, bro. <laughs> I just think it's funny how 
he's like he just does the pro bending with him, becomes the movie star. Like I like just the way they develop his character. So he, he's the he's the he's a good comic relief. And like, yeah, I just don't know why I was telling moments. this to Josh yesterday. I don't know why they made him uh, look like Wreck It Ralph. Like that's what he <laughs> looks like to me. He looks like Wreck It Ralph. Honestly, actually, Wreck It Ralph looks like Bo Lynn. <laughs> oh, you're true. Austin. That's right. They can, that's right. Well, I was gonna say if you really think about it, it wouldn't be that far off. Like Bo Lynn's always like. I'm gonna wreck it. Not very. Might as well be the same same character. Oh man, I remember the scene where uh, they're fighting at like the hotel against um, Gazan and and Mingwa. It's him, Mako, and <laughs> you got Mingwa, the waterbender, and Gazan fi- uh, lava bends all around. So Bolin's like, "Oh no!" dives into the pool. And then immediate, it's like instant regret. He was like, wrong place to go. Gets like, just gets fucking thrown out of this pool by Ming Ma. It's uh, a total yeah. bowling yeah, move. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. soccer move is what it is. I like, uh, I, I don't, I can never remember character names, but when Bolin has to hit that girl with the eye. Pali. Yeah, when he has to hit her. Oh, uh, yeah. That stunner. was cool. That yeah. was cool. Which, but, by the way, that's the second epic death that we were talking about. Yeah, we we didn't realize you have seen the death of Pulley. See, you thought someone was getting torn apart like limb by limb or something like that when we meant savage death. But no, it's just a head explosion. So. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty savage looking back on it. But yeah. like I said, in my mind, I was thinking like somebody's just going to get ripped yeah, somebody's apart gonna by get, like, like Zaheer or something like that. Oh, that'd be sick. Zaheer can't have two epic deaths. That would make him way too OP. <laughs> But, yeah, he he kind of. So, t- sorry. Wait, no, you're fine. You're uh, fine. AJ, uh, our next guest, which we will be bringing on here shortly, um, he was curious. Do we ever find out how she lost her arms? Um, Mingwa. Mingwa. Uh, I think it says she was born without them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that was that was probably said in like an interview or or in one of the library editions or something like that. They added that detail. This is kind of something that I don't know how to process it in terms of like how it works with bending because like like water bending is the movement of your body like all bendings like that right so how is she able to bend those (laughs) i'm a first time what the fuck was that (laughs) hey you have no room to talk your phone oh that was your phone i thought that was your computer (laughs) no No, i got espn alert that's my bad First uh, timer here. Yeah, no, that's funny. And then Ricky has no room to talk because yeah. he's totally hopefully not the last time here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't really see that she uh, that like like how does she able to even get the bent the we water don't know. into her arm? We don't it know. doesn't follow the No, it doesn't, but it looks really fucking it, cool. It's a very cool concept. They just need to explain it, I yeah. think is all. Well I was gonna say, I mean essentially like when somebody loses a limb, they still feel like they have that limb. The so phantom. I if, yeah, if I wonder if Not it's if like she a was, phantom limb. If she was type. born without him, there's no phantom limb though. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's a kind of a deep question on the human body and it's how it functions. <laughs> that they're gonna have to get real creative <laughs> to explain that one, that's for sure. We're like talking about a fantasy series. We're like, we need scientific evidence <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for why this is possible. We need please. to do study on uh, phantom limbs and how it works with birth. <laughs> how it works with water bending. Yeah. yeah, ne- yeah next yeah. episode, we're gonna have a, a physical therapist on the <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah. to explain things to us. I mean, I, I'll listen. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you just got to get through the Kiyoshi episodes, and then it's, it's yeah. a gravy train from there. Well, we we know the steelbooks are coming out for Kiyoshi, so we might actually revisit Kiyoshi when those drop. Yeah, that'd be a fun. 
And that's way out in October, so it'll give it a, enough time in between, you know. Oh, by October, dude, we're going to be seeing things coming down the pipe from Avatar Studios, too. So I, I don't know when we're going to get, like, an announcement on something big. All we know is that they're doing the animated movie starting production in August. That's no, all we have that's right now. not at all. That's not right. The live action show starts production in August. We don't have any or no yeah yeah we just know it's later in the year yeah later in the year yeah we probably won't see anything till like 2023 so this is one thing i wanted to squeeze in with you guys i know Uh my time's coming up but uh in kiyoshi listening to you guys talk about it probably my favorite part in that was when her whoever like i said terrible with names whoever her like side chick is or whatever ronji but when she kind of sacrifices herself so that kiyoshi can make her move and then Kyoshi doesn't do it. Oh, Heyran. No, yeah. that's Heyran. That's yeah. her mother. That's Kyoshi's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's Ronji's mom. Against uh, against Yoon when she stabs him in the neck. Yeah, or was... he stabs her in the neck. Oh my god, that was savage. She's all pissed off, dude. And like that's the kind of set. Like that's why I love the FCE novels. Is yeah. Because like you don't, you would not get that in on a cartoon show. Somebody sacrificing themselves and getting stabbed with well, a dude, with how, a stone. How pissed off would you be? If you, yeah. took, if you took one to the throat and they didn't even go through with the plan, like I'd be livid. Yeah. At that point, <laughs> you just I literally me. took one to the throat, and you can't even do your part. Like, and then she still chews her out with chalk. <laughs> you know, yeah. like later after she was clearly pissed off yeah. about that. Yeah. That is very sad. There's a lot of sad. Yeah, but that, like that that I would have to say that was probably my favorite part. And listening to you guys go over the book. So, real quick, though, um, before we wrap this up, what is your – do you have a favorite scene or favorite, like, uh, storyline from either Avatar, uh, Last Airbender, or Korra? Um, in Last Airbender, I always forget his name, but I love when uh, when Aang meets back up with Boomy. The old crazy old yeah, man? Yeah, the crazy old man. I love those. I love that Boomy's scene. awesome. I knew yeah. you'd be a big fan of Boomy. Boomy where, he cho- awesome. where he chooses uh, – which warrior to fight, and he chooses Boomy. Yeah, and he's like wrong choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and then he like he powers up like some freaking Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, character. he goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that battle scene is. I mean, that would hold up with battle scenes from Korra. That battle scene was pretty yeah. awesome when they were in fighting the, in the pit. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, some of the battle scenes in in Avatar go so hard though, dude. Like especially like Sozin's Comet Part Two. Like like that's off the charts badass yeah. but that's because you had an entire three seasons building up to that one fight i mean even in season one like it's a short fight but uh admiral zhao and and zuko doing an agni kai that fight scene is sick where he where he takes out zhao's footing yeah 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 i love oh, that when they're and training you got, or whatever yeah and you got yeah, iroh yeah. in the back like cheering him on you yeah, know yeah yeah i think arguably the most artistic fight scene is the uh Azula Zuko fight, like yeah, the, the last Agni Kai, the, yeah, final the last Agni Kai, because because like it's basically black and white, and then the only color you see is the bending for, yeah. for at least like, for like shots for yeah, shots yeah, of yeah. it. And it's it's just, really great, dude, oh, the best for me. That's the best. That takes a kick. How about one of your favorite moments from the Cabbage Card Podcast? Oh, now you're just stroking us off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say my favorite moment would have to be when you guys went over that whole. That whole scene that I was just talking about. Okay, uh, the yeah. that was my favorite. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, out of the, the, bu- the book report series we yeah. did on Kyoshi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the whole <laughs> Whatever. thing. Whatever, I had fun. It was yeah. fun. It was fun. I thought you guys did a good job. You know what's funny about that? Little behind the scenes for uh, our limited amount of fans that we have here. Um, 
That if was you're actually <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, that was our second or third time recording the Kiyoshi series because we just couldn't. No, we recorded episode one like three times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just all up in our head about it the yeah. whole time, yeah. and we and we, you know, we just didn't know what we were doing most of the time, and so we're still figuring it out. But appreciate you like actually listening through them though, dude, because yeah. like that's yeah. uh, we need that kind of feedback. Yeah. Like, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? And I think we have somebody else in the studio here today that's going to tell us all the things we're doing wrong. Yeah. And he probably has, like, been primed up and ready to drop those here pretty soon. Yep. Do all I right. uh, get my yip yip? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's bring in our next <laughs> guest. Uh, Josh, you ready to get out of here? Yip yip. All right. And welcome to the show, AJ. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Oh wow! We it was so out of efficient. obligation. Yeah, just kidding, dude. We've been waiting for you to be on here for a bit. Uh, it's kind of funny though, because we, when we when we first started the podcast, we're like, all right, we need to get a third mic. We, maybe we'll have like guest spots every now and then, right? We're like, who's going to be our guest spot? Obviously, AJ's going to be our guest spot. And then we bought a third mic and brought Ian on instead yeah, <laughs> as a yeah, regular. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here we are, finally knocking out the AJ episode. Uh, AJ, why don't you give us a little backstory on Avatar as it has been in your life and, and when you started watching it and what you think of it now? Yeah, I mean, I had the pleasure of watching Avatar as it came out on Nickelodeon. And it was like, you know, it was like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, like Digimon. Saturday morning cartoons, like, let's get it on. So um, it didn't matter what was coming out, like the episode was the one that we were watching and same with legend of Korra when it came out. Cause we weren't quite in the, in the streaming phase of things where you could just marathon any episode you wanted. You had to wait the next week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately freaking Korra did switch over to streaming before it was cool. Yeah. It was awful. Korra's a hipster streaming. That's for sure. But no, definitely growing up watching Avatar the last airbender is, is was awesome for my life. <laughs> you know, 16 years later, here we are. Yeah, and we all kind of, I mean, uh, we didn't necessarily watch it together, but we all watched it at the same time in our lives. Right. Right? Uh, and uh, it's kind of cool to look back on it now as adults and kind of digest these things and with a different perspective. And maybe even more so appreciate them, because I really feel like Avatar isn't necessarily just a kid's show. Right? No, and obviously, not. we're not doing, we're not doing a, a podcast on the Wiggles or right. you, you know like like uh like any or anything like that like we're, we're this is it transcends more than just the demographic it was designed for by the way the Captain cart podcast a wiggles podcast coming soon <laughs> wherever you get your podcast all things wiggles <laughs> <laughs> so um what, rest what, in peace right didn't one of those guys like die of cancer i don't know do you keep up on the wiggles <laughs> I like we are number one. Yeah, what's uh? That's not that's not that's the not the Wiggles. That's a that's a lazy town. Oh, oh yeah, oh, my yeah, bad. Rest in peace. Yeah. R.I.P. Robert something was his name. Robert Paul Champagne. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's that's true. Now, almost. Paul I mean, we're getting we're like entering the world of almost disrespectful. <laughs> even bringing it up. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> hey, remember the guy that died of cancer? Uh, what's his name? From the Wiggles. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. My not, bad. Not even okay. from the Wiggles. Oh, you are correct. <laughs> uh, moving on. So the introduction to Avatar started obviously watching the series as it came out. And then when you guys started talking about this podcast, I was like, all right, it's time to revisit these things. Like, I need to get more into it because I want to be uh, 
I want to have some knowledge to bring to the table when eventually I'm going to get invited to the podcast, which obviously is happening a, a year later. Um, but at the not time, not a year later, but almost. close. Has it not been a year? Almost. No, we're what we just uh, we just dropped our twentieth uh, episode. Our no, our our like sixteenth or seventeenth episode. I think we're farther than that. Or no, 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 nineteenth. Uh, it's our nineteenth yeah. episode. So we're about half a year into released episodes, but then we had a few months of le- of of prep Lead time. Up, yeah, getting the equipment. We're almost there. But... Yeah, we're almost there. And he's just been a big supporter of that the whole time. Um, even though he doesn't listen well, to the podcast, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> big supporter. Do, uh, he doesn't listen or invest, so I don't know how <laughs> what you mean by big support. But okay, the, the point is, I was I was really into the Avatar verse for those moments leading up to this podcast oh, because yeah. I wanted to be you know uh, knowledgeable and bring something to the table, and uh, and then it didn't happen, and I wasn't invited for, for quite a while. So uh, so I've been. I got hooked on another series, and I, I've spent it seems like forever listening to, to so, different audiobooks, and I just kind of became out of touch uh, on the whole with the Avatar series. Um, but when I when I was trying to to get into the series, I, I read the Kyoshi book because I knew that's what you guys were going to talk about first. And in listening to these first couple episodes, I'm like, okay, this is this is a book report on the book. That I just finished reading, so so like so, it didn't so carry like, the same weight that Josh had with it. Right, where he was right. learning things exactly. Right. It's just like okay, like this maybe isn't the podcast for me right now, um, and that's all the more reason to revisit revisit the Kyoshi when the Steelbooks come out because I think there's still a lot of gaps that have to be filled um, from from a conversational standpoint, right? On like how we how things that we didn't pick up in the initial series when we when we dropped it. I mean, even right now, we're still going back and referencing it, and and it's a huge know. piece of of the Avatar lore in general. But I'm curious though. So when you so you re, so you watched like Josh, for instance, didn't really watch Kyoshi or excuse me Avatar back in the day. He was late to the party, probably when it dropped on Netflix. Right. You got to watch it. And it's from from the beginning when it was first dropping, and then you rewatched it years later, ten ten some odd years later. Yeah. Do you have any contrast that you've drawn between the two on how you initially perceived it to how it is now, in your mind? Uh, well, I feel like like globally we've kind of entered into this like like Avatar Renaissance where all of these like the old school people still have the nostalgia and and like so you, like the last episode was on season 2 of core which is arguably especially when it came out like the most hated cuz season 1 was was perfection yeah it, agreed it was like it was a pilot season and yeah. did a good job and, that, and it did a great job yeah uh and then season 2 i feel like they they kind of lost it a little bit uh season 3 brought everyone back in and then they kind of I mean, arguably floundered in in season four, um, but Cora on the whole, great series. I loved it so much. Um, it so- is it is nice though to be able to go back and watch season two, and because it's not because it's given time to age and breathe, that it's so much better now. You know what I mean, right? And well, I think that's kind of what you were kind of what you were getting at. Well, Josh and I were talking about Star Wars Episode One. Uh-huh. Which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, my favorite one. I know, but what? Looking, yeah. looking back, Come on, dude. looking back, you're just like, all right. Like the nostalgia factor where it's just like, all right, these weird little aliens with with big ears and cartoonishly yeah. 
just ridiculousness fighting these droids. Right. And it was just like a cool scene in on Naboo. This is what I think makes Avatar really cool, right? Is that like you were just saying with Korra. Very rarely can you revisit things and come out with them with a greater appreciation. Usually you taint, like you taint the image when you go back and rewatch it because it's not as good as you remember. Right, right. Avatar, and especially the Korra series, uh, seasons, are the inverse of that. It's like you rewatch it and you realize that you actually didn't even really catch it the first time and it's better than your first thought. I feel like that's kind of a shared sentiment that we all have. Yeah, to me, so I've always watched Avatar. Like, I watched it when it first came out. Then a couple years later, hey, did a rewatch of the series. A couple years later, did a rewatch of the series. I have it on DVD. It's it's always been available to me. So, to me, it's just never changed. It's always just been great. It's exactly how I remember it. I'll always enjoy watching the show. So, uh, it's not so much that, like... Oh, I'm I'm looking back. It's it's just it's always just been perfect to me, like a perfect series that I that I I love, you know. Mm. Yeah, because you've been consistent in, in consuming yes, it throughout yes. time. Yes, that's an interest. But point. I do agree with AJ saying that we are in the Avatar Renaissance right now, and especially with Avatar Studios uh, being announced and and the new content we're going to be getting out of it. And I love the fact that. It's aged so that we do have that nostalgia and then we have the people that are getting into it now and like it's bigger than it ever has been before. That term you dropped is awesome, dude. The Avatar Renaissance is exactly yep. what it is. Like yep. how do you sum how do you summarize what's happening right now? It's the Avatar, it's the Renaissance. Avatar Renaissance. That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm using that stealing that. Yeah, that's gonna be a title <laughs> that in is an episode stolen. later yep. in the in the series. <laughs> so speaking of of episodes in the series, uh, after I was turned turned away by your book report. Couple episodes, uh, and when you guys invited me back onto the show a week or two ago, I was like, "All right, I should give this podcast a listen to," and I did. Uh, I listened to one of your most recent episodes uh, about season two of Korra. Why season two doesn't suck? Why season two doesn't suck? Which I think, honestly, Ricky, like when we were watching it more recently, you were a season two hater, and I, I was like, "No, no, 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 no." No, I'm not anymore. Well, not anymore. But yeah. at one point, maybe you no, were. No, probably. I feel like maybe I might have been the catalyst for that. So, <laughs> nah, the catalyst the was the show. So I, I, I listened. I, I listened to those. Well, I started with the first episode that you had Ian on, and and it was cool because you like you're like, hey, let's bring Ian on. You dropped his, uh, you know, his socials. Yeah, yeah, all his socials a thousand times, and it's like this guy's new. He's you know. Let's drop his drop his company a couple times, and then I like skip forward a couple episodes, and then it was just like you guys in in introducing yourself, and it was like Andy Ian. It's like okay, he's he's like part of this now. You yeah, know, okay, yeah, yeah. he's 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 in the fold. Yeah, he would be here today. It's just like we just are on like a one off this week, and we're doing something fun with some new people that aren't regulars on the show, but still have a deep appreciation for Avatar and another perspective that we want to bring to people that listen. And don't worry, Ian will be back next week. He's just enjoying his time in Albuquerque, I guess. Yeah, going on a hot air balloon ride or something. Or something. You know, I don't what, know what, what do they do, do in Albuquerque? Uh, you know, yeah. they, uh, they, oh, they grill they grilled chili peppers. That's what it is. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, Albuquerque, comment on one of our Instagram posts. Tell us what you do in Albuquerque, please, because we don't know. I think meth. <laughs> That was, that was one of the big things. Okay. Now, everyone from Albuquerque is unsubscribing. Thank right. you for that. <laughs> um, they know it's true, though. 
Well, I mean, in, in one of these episodes, you brought up something that I didn't think would be brought up on a podcast, and that's Christmas of 2019. What about it? What I know you were going to ask that, because you mentioned <laughs> buying the art book oh, yes. of the Dragon Prince. So when I bought this, I bought it on Amazon, and it's like, hey, it hasn't been released yet. It'll be released in August. So I told Ian, I was like, hey, man, I got this thing for you. See you in half a year. You know, I'll, I'll give it to you then. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and then a global pandemic happened. And they're just like, eh, fuck people who ordered this book. Like, <laughs> I don't even know. That's just lost in the cloud. Like, the money is gone. <laughs> I didn't. So I ordered the book for him. It should be here on Saturday. So, Ian, if you're listening from Alga, Albuquerque, you're going to get that art book. Oh, it's look at that. Oh, coming it's full coming. circle, dude. Right. So, so don't ever, if you're listening, <laughs> don't ever think that this podcast doesn't change lives because <laughs> it does that's right we do for better or worse for better or worse <laughs> uh there was something that you wanted to talk about that we that we touched on earlier i can't remember right now but if you remember feel free to just shout it out at any time but i am curious we asked josh the same questions it's only fair to ask you too what's uh do you have a favorite character from legend of korra or avatar or do you have one for each uh favorite characters are hard well, let's do a favorite character overall. Try it. Try overall. It. I feel like Zuko's been done a lot, but, but Zuko's a great character, man. Yeah. You'd be surprised on, on Reddit and stuff. Like, Zuko doesn't get the love that you think hate? he should. Really? Well, just because no, not when, you, hate. when you compare him to other characters, like, people have other favorites. Right. But that's what's cool about Avatar is, like, the best part about Avatar, at least for me, is the characters. There's yeah. so many characters, and they're they're all so different. They all have, like, good arcs and and development. their stories are individual yeah. yes and and that's one of my favorite parts of avatar is and diving into all these different characters that are all so cool um but zuko okay of course zuko the one of the best redemption arcs written ever 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 you ever you ever i want to be zuko like like when i make a correct decision I literally get sick and I'm bedridden. <laughs> like, right. When I do something good in my life, I'm just like, oh, like, right. I'm bedridden. When you, re- when you reach the crossroads of destiny, <laughs> Ricky, you will have a time in your life. You will have a time in your life where it's the crossroads of destiny episode. <laughs> and I hope that you get really sick afterwards. I hope, I hope you make the I good hope so choice. Too. Yeah. I hope so too. Yeah, I hope you choose the Zuko path. What, uh, why is Zuko your favorite though? Uh, Actually, you're in the hot seat now, dude. I know, yeah. I know, I know. It's hard. It's hard being. It's this is not an easy seat. It's to be not. In. No, because we don't even put each other in the hot seat that much. Right. Right. So, but I mean, why Flamey is Flamey O hot? Man. <laughs> there you Flamey go. Flamey O um, hot seat. You know what's funny? You can actually draw a lot of parallels now because we've just been talking. Well, I haven't been talking, but I've been listening a lot of about the uh, the Korra arc and why she's everyone's favorite avatar in this room. Um, and I think you can draw a lot of parallels between Zuko and Korra in the way that they, mm. especially in the first couple seasons of their, um, you know, sagas. Because, I mean, arguably, Avatar The Last Anger, anger, anger bender. bender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zuko, the first anger bender. <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender. I, I, like, it's almost like, you know, the prodigal son? That, that right. story's in the, it's not about the son. Like, it's about the dad, you know? Right. Yeah. In, the, in the same way. His arc isn't about Zuko. It's about Iroh a lot. 
Uh, uh, I don't no, know if I'd his agree. arc, the arc is definitely about Zuko. Fair enough, but we get take a, I'll take an L a, on that one. Well, when he's having a fever dream and it's literally Iroh and Azulus talking to him as dragons, like, come on, it's yeah. uh, we get to see the influence of Iroh played out in Zuko's arc, right, right, right. But it's not about Iroh. I would say Iroh anyway. has his own. But that is an interesting parallel to make between Korra and Zuko, though. Like you right. were saying, like, right. like that they kind of had this struggle that was bigger than just themselves. Well, the I think what he's saying is Zuko's story in The Last Airbender is is a self conflict is a story of self conflict, right? And overcoming overcoming that, and so is Korra. Yeah. Korra Korra is always going through struggle with herself throughout throughout the series. That so, she has to overcome. And Aang really I, only had one conflict like that, and that was whether or not to take Ozai's life. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. really I mean, the I only... Mean, and the chakra thing. He, he, struggled, he struggled becoming... I mean, when he, when he ran away, he was struggling with the fact that he was the Avatar. There's that. But that's before the series. Well, it's really. very short. It's like, yeah. it's like a little section of yeah. his story. It's not the whole story. I'm, I'm going to do a small segue. Just because we... Like, when... When Zaheer, like, let go of all earthly bounds, he could fly all the time. Yeah. And, like, all that Aang got was, like, the Avatar state when he did that. <laughs> and it's like, he already had that before, you know? So it's like, that's kind of unfair. Just give him flight, too. Yeah. Know? No, oh, no, we actually, we actually talk about that. Aang could never fly. And I don't think, I don't think the Avatar... Oh, sure, that makes sense. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Aang has too many worldly attachments. Right. Right. And I think the Avatar, period, can't fly. Because it's their responsibility to hold the world and the spirit world in right. balance, that connection would always mean they can't fly. Yeah. And he's got I, a sky bison. Yeah. And so what, yeah. You can't and a glider. those. And a glider. He actually does it in the comics. He literally rips, he severs his connection with Roku because he can't detach from the world. Anyway. Yeah. I, um, agree, I agree though. He, the avatar can never fly. No. It's their obligation to hold those tethers. After after that aside is done, I think the biggest parallel that we can draw between Zuko and Korra is like the the overarching theme for both those characters. I would argue is humility because they're both yes. and and I know like we don't know it, but from day one, episode one, like Hugh, Zuko has already been humbled. Like in in ways that we can't even understand because we don't we don't, at that point we don't know what happened with his father. But he doesn't. Um, well, humbled in the sense of like humiliated. Uh, yeah. Being humiliated it, it is humble. And actually, not... like humiliation is the best way to be humble, <laughs> arguably. <laughs> I think that's the root word, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we don't know that when we see him. So we just think it's this this angry kid who's just stronger than everybody and and kind of imposes his will. Not on, stronger than Azula. Right on on. Whenever he gets the opportunity to impose his will and and shout at his his passive uncle, he does that. And uh, Korra is very much the same, especially in season two, where she essentially kind of kind of spurns uh, Tenzin yeah, and uh, her father Tonrock. Yeah, and Tonrock for for Tarlock because she feels like she's not getting what she what she actually Unalak. needs to be. I'm sorry, Unalak, Sorry, Tarlock. Did I say Tarlock? Yeah, uh, Unalak. Yeah, uh, she's. She's not getting what she needs, so she goes and finds it somewhere else. Same thing with Zuko, though. That's exactly, what you're saying, right? Exactly. Like Zuko, yeah, Zuko didn't get it from his dad. Right. It's it's like the opposite you, of it. Like yeah. like where 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 Zuko had to go on the righteous path, Korra chose 
she didn't know it at the time. Right. She chose the lesser of the two options. Right. And it's just the conflict of that is the same. It's just on different spectrums, ends right. of the spectrum. Uh, that's a good point. Well, I never really uh, thought about it like that in the context of Zuko. And maybe even uh, Kyoshi on some level. I mean, she obviously had some choices to make and who was going to be her. Because Yoon always imagined that the people that were in Team Avatar were the were the, the parental figure that we saw already. The Kelsang. Karoost. Janju and the... Yeah. And the uh, yeah, they're like he would he was gonna just kind of adopt Karuk's team avatar. Um, well, well, I don't know. I don't know if that necessarily applies to Kiyoshi. I felt Kiyoshi was kind of is is in reality kind of a soft spoken person. She is. She was. She's, her struggle was trying to become correct, like strong and correct. She didn't know how to act out of this. Av- she didn't want that. She didn't know how to act. On a political level, or or do the right things. She didn't want any of that. She she left and became fucking Daofi, and went on a revenge mission. You know. Well, see, yeah. and I think that's when you guys mentioned Heron uh, sacrificing it and stab, you know, and and Kiyoshi choosing not to take the strike uh, on you. Yeah, take the strike on you. Like that was like extremely important to her character because she she never made that mistake again. You know, she was right. like after yeah. that point, arguably she just became more ruthless. She's like strike while the iron's hot. Because right. Because you may not get it again. Kind of well, like when she, 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 she did, sinks she did get it again, but it, like, but it, almost at the cost of everything, almost at the cost of, of Heron and Ranji. Yeah. You know, she, she risked it all just to maybe even protect Ranji. Cause she was so afraid of Heron dying and how, uh, her, relationship with with ranji would change because she failed in keeping her mother alive. this just goes to show how deep the avatar story goes because it's like it, we get to see how influential like the societal and family impact of the avatar is on them as the avatar mm, right. like kiyoshi's got a totally different impact from her crew because none of them are really actually like that close to her and t- unless she like Unless she extends the olive branch to him, right? Whereas with Aang and Korra, we have people that are trying to be on their team because yeah, they're the Avatar. Right. Whereas Kyoshi, it's the opposite of that. And either way, it doesn't really matter. What we're seeing is that the impact of those familial uh, uh, roles that people have are very important to the, how the Avatar develops as an Avatar. And it influences the decisions they make. Absolutely. That's why Kyoshi's so, well, on paper, ruthless, right? right. But we know her as a person not right, to be that right. way. Um. And you know what? Interestingly, like a point you bring up is uh, Avatar families, because Korra's family is the first, like, complete yeah, family unit yeah, that, that we, we see. see. That's true. Because right? yeah. Kyoshi's an orphan, right? I, uh, we don't. We, we, don't, we don't know about Kuru Ro- or, Baruch or, or uh, Roku. We don't know about Roku's yeah. family. Um, I mean, we know he was kind of a nobleman. So, or like, up yeah, there at least. yeah, but. But we don't see it. Aang is air nomads don't have right. parents. But I see what you're saying. Family is and family is something that's super heavy in Korra. Actually, we don't we don't see a lot of family in like Avatar: Last Airbender. But even in Korra, you see like Mako and Bolin's family. You see Korra's family. You see Tenzin's family. It's a it's kind of a bigger deal. Well, even in season two, though, like Tenzin, we see the conflict that Tenzin has with his brother and sister. As a result of Aang's parenting. And, like, we get to even see the conflicts of family 
in that. It's not even just like all happy. Oh yeah, like when Bolin and Mako meet their extended family, like it's a big happy thing, kind of for the most part. Right. But yeah, the only family we see really in Last Airbender is the dysfunctional ass royal family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which has been dysfunctional for a long time. Long time. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think they did a good job in Korra to not make it so Disney, where it's like, in order to be the Avatar, you must be an orphan. You can't be a princess until the king and queen die. You know, right. it's like all right, yeah. not everybody has to die all the time. <laughs> it's okay to have a mother and father. The paths are different while you're the Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, and I was curious too, though. Um, just to switch gears just a little, what did you have a favorite scene from any of the Moment. series? Moments? Favorite episode? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, favorite episode. When I was I was on Reddit and it said like it had like the the grading of like the best episode and the worst episode, mm-hmm. and I saw um, the divide was like the worst rated episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they and even like, they even I... meta joke it in the Ember Island players. Right. When they're watching the play and they're like, Oh, there's the great divide and they're like, Let's skip over it. Right. No, that <laughs> was a that was a great episode. That was I, a fantastic, I like that episode yeah, too. That was a great episode. We it's actually okay. talked about this on an earlier episode, but like I think that from that episode we get to see Aang's development in conflict resolution. That's what we're seeing. Absolutely. Right. It's oh sure, like it's silly and it doesn't really fit like the story in particular as like a linear tale, but like we get to see a little bit of ang development and that and that's the whole point, is it not? Like each each episode should have some kind of development from one of the characters. That's ang's development in that episode. Yeah, that's true. Are and you I, saying that that is your favorite episode? That is one that's up there. That's really? a, I, of course you have Tales of Bossing Say, which oh. which is arguably uh, like the great, the greatest episode. Well, it's great because of Iroh, but then the other ones, Sokka, oh, no. Sokka doing the rap battle is hilarious. <laughs> no, yeah, like I still like like I remember. Let's talk about Jin, okay? Because that's Eowyn from Lord of the Rings. Jin, Jin, his Jean, the oh Jin, yeah, the girl, yeah, the girl that he went on a date with, and he did the firebending thing. You know, she just oh. gets kind of like left behind. <laughs> You know, like yeah. doesn't get to be like, part of the like, gang. Like she, she thought she was gonna be like, like Ozuko's oh, like girlfriend, which could be like a huge thing, you know. But then he just ended up he like like if we're talking Aragorn, right? right. Let's talk some Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> she was the Aowen, where it's like this, is, and then he just went back to his the old side hope. his old <laughs> yeah, his old elfish girlfriend, and May. I guess like yeah, yeah. okay, yeah yeah, 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 and I guess Jin's just gonna have to end up with. You know, some Faramir character. Jet, probably. Yeah, yeah, Jet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just Jet. kidding, he died. Yeah, dead-ass Jet. Did Jet die? Did Jet, you know, it's really unclear. Yeah. Yeah. He did die, though. Because yeah. you watch, when, when he leaves, you see Longshot pull out an arrow. Oh, As really? they're walking away, Longshot pulls oh, out yeah. an arrow. Mercy ends, kill. Ends his misery, Mercy huh? kills him. Yeah. Savage. Yeah, if only I, they knew that. Actually, they say in the, uh, in the library editions in... They're like, no, Jet's dead, and he's not coming back. Well, they even say that. Yeah, they say when people die in the Avatar universe, they die. Not, it's not Marvel. Yeah, or, yeah. It, it, they that say they that say? in the library Shame. edition. Like, this is not Marvel. When somebody dies, they die. Right, and unless they move on to the spirit world. I'm gonna get crazy for a second. Okay, <laughs> oh. okay, all right. I'm sorry. No, go I, for I, it, dude. Okay. I want to hear this. So I like to think that that almost like everything. Well, no. 
let's talk about season two of Korra for for just just a just a brief moment, okay? Go for it. So we see like dark spirits. We know Juan's history. We see that there are spirits and there are humans. And if like the the spirits possess the body of a human, they t- start turning into like half spirits. Right. Uh, we know about dark spirits, and that's not a new concept because we saw that in the last Airbender with Haybai. Yeah, the, the yeah, panda yeah, 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 who was like yeah. who was like a dark spirit corrupted, right. and then became like this passive thing, and then later when we see Iroh and Toph in the spirit world, we know that like the physical world can kind of move on into the spirit world, and we see a lot of talking plants and stuff. We see, mm. so is it impossible to believe that those that choose to move on to the spirit world just become fully integrated? into the spirit world and they become real spirits. Well, yeah, Iroh is a real spirit. Right. Why but, he but, becomes a real but spirit. But he's still himself as a spirit. Right. And I don't think You're Iroh... saying like do they become like uh like a like the bunny that like that... a talking mushroom. Like, you know, they can they cuz cuz it's a spirit. They can do whatever they want. Oh, yeah. So I'm saying like hmm. So like if I move on into the spirit world and I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to be a talking mushroom for the next 1000 years. Can I do that?" Right. <laughs> or it's just or, or, you know, uh, you can be a guiding spirit as something else. Like, I think that requires to be like Iroh. It requires a certain level. You have to be accepted by I the feel, spirit. Yeah, world. I was like, you got to get an invite. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because I mean, we like we've seen with General Zhao, like Admiral Zhao or Admiral Zhao. Uh, in some instances, you can be taken to the spirit world, and then you're just in purgatory. Right. So it's. But you're saying when somebody dies, do they potentially cross over and kind of, in a way, reincarnate to a spirit? Right, become like a force ghost. I think Maybe. they can do See, that. No, and we actually talked about that in the spirit. I don't think so because, like, look, Sokka's not in the spirit world. Yeah, but that's he was never really spiritually attuned either. So that's what I'm saying. So when you pass on, you don't necessarily go to the spirit world. And I think from no. what we've seen in the comics, though, too, though, when they said it in the creator notes on the library edition, when you die, you die. Right. So I think there's a difference between dying and then crossing over into the spirit world. Right. Yeah, I don't think the spirit world is like an afterlife. I don't I th- think it's that another it, plane of existence. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Not everybody so, that dies is in the spirit world. So the question then is like, are Toph and Iroh still alive in their physical bodies in the spirit world? Or have they already died? What do you mean, Toph? What do you mean? What do you Toph mean? Is what do al- I mean? Toph is alive. In the physical world? Yes. Oh, I thought... At the end of Korra. Korra met no. up with her in the spirit world. No, no, no. She meets it's up with her... It's a very spiritual place. In the swamp. But it's, ah, yeah, the swamp. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. With the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kark, Kark loves the swamp. Oh, I love the swamp he tree. Stands, he stands for the tree. Yeah, I think that's Kark, my favorite character is the you tree. You know what? I right? think Kark... Loves the swamp so much because it reminds him of his ass, you know, <laughs> swamp ass. Yeah, it's not human enough yet here for that. So thankfully, <laughs> thankfully that's not something to worry about. But I think it's very human in Al- humid in Albuquerque. Yeah, poor Ian. <laughs> poor Ian, living the dream out there in Albuquerque. <laughs> All right, AJ, you got anything else you want to touch on? Oh, I'm sure there's lots he wants to talk about. Yeah, I know. I know but I know. is there anything in today's episode that we need to touch on? Do uh, any loose ends that you want uh, tied off? Um, you know what? Because because the most recent episode I listened to was the the Book season two. two doesn't suck. 
of uh, of Korra, and I agree, it doesn't suck. So it's, that, it's, did you have that notion going into the episode, or did you already? No, like, I already knew. Okay, I, 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 like I was already a fan of season two because I love Korra. So confirmation bias, right? Um, but you know, talking about because the big thing is the kaiju fight, you know? Yeah. But that's already been established as like a thing that can happen because the end of book one of Avatar: The Last Airbender when he right turns into a giant fish right he turns into a giant fish no one was mad about that no that was cool that was <laughs> yeah. like that was like Passover you know yeah. when like the the, yeah, 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 the yeah, northern yeah. waterbenders are like bowing yeah. down and like don't get wiped out by and the then system. the dumbass firebenders are like huh like, and then they get worked <laughs> shoot the water with fire I guess yeah let's try that nope that's a good idea yeah that worked right. out really well yeah. for them yeah he so, just uh, kills like hundreds of people there too by the way like, oh yeah hundreds but I won't kill the fire lord I can't do it yeah. But if they're nameless, fucking kill them. <laughs> yeah, we got a we got a Batman kind of situation. Send them to on. the spirit world. Send them to the the fog of lost souls. Right. Oh jeez, I wonder if they might have gone there though because it was it yeah because they got wiped out by it by you spirit. Know? It could be it was big. He was it wasn't really Aang as much as it was the Moon Spirit, Water Spirit, or Water Spirit. So yeah. mm, that's the thing though. Like we we always go back to this. Like there's so much in Avatar that. Uh, we don't have all of it tied together. Like, right. there's a lot of things that we can theorize on, even just on little scenes like that. I mean, that was a big scene, but, like, we don't really know yeah. how that played out in other areas of the Avatar-verse. But I guess I, as long as we're on the topic of, like, favorite episodes, which we keep kind of jumping back and forth to and from, uh, that's one of my favorite episodes for sure. <sighs> the ending of season one. Siege of the North. Yeah. That's what solidified it for me. I remember watching that. That's what solidified it to me as like, this show's awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. season one is like a little slow. It's a mm-hmm. little slow. And then you get to this awesome fight at the end and you're like, I'm going to watch all of this. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's when the story kind of becomes more cohesive because you have like the, you have like three or four episodes that take place in the North Pole. Whereas during the majority of book one, it's like standalone episodes. They're traveling. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Here's mm-hmm. like, the, and then you have a, a big long multi episode arc and then that's how it kind of goes into book two. Book two becomes more like that where yeah, there's like seven episodes embossing, say, you know, stuff like that, where right. it becomes really overarching stories kind of getting put together. Yeah. Yeah. And and do you think maybe that's well, I don't know as much about the history of uh The Last Airbender as you guys do, but do you think maybe that that was kind of their pilot season, and they didn't really know they were going to get a second season. So they mm, no, need... they greenlit all three seasons. Okay, okay. And yeah. that's what that's what's different about Last Airbender yes. than Korra. Yes, I did remember hearing that. That's yeah. why the story is more cohesive. That's why you have one overarching villain, right. yeah. rather than multiple villains. But I think that like that that makes uh, Legend of Korra so unique and fun. Like, right, I like that they're different. It's okay to button up every story at the end of every season. I like that yeah. about most series you know it's it's often hard to have a cliffhanger at the end of a a season because that just makes me not want to watch because i know the writing is going to get worse as the series goes on you want some closure on some cool shit right 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 cool i'm glad like we we buttoned up um you know the equalist it's kind of counterintuitive yeah it's kind of counterintuitive because it's like for me i would rather have the story basically finished because then i'm like okay what's next right whereas if i have a cliffhanger it's like we're just going down the same path still. Well, that's because, like, that's the beauty of, of the situation we're in now. Like, now, because we've developed this, or they have developed this world for us, 
without yeah or or with a definitive end now we have endless possibilities to explore yep like it could be it could be past avatars it could be future avatars and that's a point i wanted to bring up too so so we mentioned like how or in in your uh, earlier podcast you mentioned how as age develops so too does the uh the art style yeah mm-hmm. so just imagine this all right and this is going to be not great, and I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> but imagine, like, the next series of Avatar they just do in the style that they did, uh, like, the Dragon Prince. In. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I, know, I know you guys are haters of that I art don't, style. Yeah. I don't like the Dragon Prince. I'm going to plug the Dragon Prince. It's fantastic. <laughs> Go ahead and watch it. Get past the art style. Do it. <laughs> but it is it is clunky, and it's hard to watch. But um, I, whatever comes down the pipe, though, dude. Yeah. As long as it's new Avatar stuff. Right. As long as it's new Avatar stuff. It's going to be fun. Absolutely. Yep. The Avatar renaissance. That's right. All right. Well, with that, uh, thank you for stopping by today, AJ. You uh, you ready to get out of here? I think so. Yep, yep. And that's going to wrap up today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to follow us at the Cabbage Cart Podcast on Instagram. Follow Triforce AZ on Instagram. Rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Clark, I feel like we've had so many yip-yips today, but let's get two more. And you ready to get out of here? Yip-yip. Yip-yip. Yip-yip.